Welcome to episode five of In the Middle, the podcast from Hopkinton Middle School. My name is Alan Keller, principal here at Hopkinton Middle School. Well, the last time we spoke was back in June uh, as we were concluding the 2018-2019 school year. And we are now up and running for 2019-2020 with quite a bit of changes. So that's the theme of uh, this first episode. We're going to talk to uh, our Ignite leaders, or two of the three Ignite leaders that anyway... Um, and one of the things I'm going to do throughout the school year, uh, at least at the beginning of the school year, is talk to some of our new staff. We've got several new teachers. Uh, Ms. Tommy is a secretary that uh, is here and replacing Mrs. Rita Balboa, who you heard, heard from in episode four of uh, our June podcast. Uh, and then also today, we're going to hear from uh, a student who is uh, lives in Southboro, actually, who contacted me last school year about a program that she started in her school uh, and has branched out to other schools, uh, and the program is called Give Back with a Snack. So uh, I'm going to start today uh, and introduce um, Mrs. Shannon Kirschenbaum and Mrs. Christine Brown. Mrs. Sabrina Brennan could not be here. Uh, but you know, my big question, uh, I've been here, this is now my 10th school year, uh, and Ignite has been here, I think, for about 12 or 13 years. So it was in place uh, long before I arrived. Um, and it started out as a program that helped to orient our sixth grade students um, to Hopkinton Middle School, but it has grown so much since then. So uh, we're going to hear, and I'm happy to uh, hear directly from uh, two, two of the three Ignite leaders um, and uh, some of the things they had to say about um, moving the program forward and, and making sure that it lasts uh, throughout the entire year and some of the efforts that our eighth graders put forth are really quite compelling. Ms. Kirschenbaum, Ms. Brown, thank you for joining me today uh, on the podcast. I really wanted to touch base on the Ignite program, obviously, and how that all started. But um, And I know uh, Mrs. Brennan couldn't be here today. Uh, so thank you to both of you for being here. I know Ms. Brennan played a, a big role in uh, kicking Ignite off, but let's just kind of start. So Shannon uh, Kirschenbaum, Shannon, you are, you've been around Ignite. This is your, how many years have you been doing this now? I think this is my ninth year. Okay, awesome. Right That's impressive. So, uh, so nine years now. Uh, for those that don't know what the Ignite program is, can you talk to us about what it is, the mission, and all that goes into it? Sure. So Ignite is a program, a mentorship leadership program that um, puts together eighth grade leaders with sixth graders coming in. And um, our mission is really just about inclusivity. HMS is really a place where everyone is welcome and um, we have a wonderful school here. And so the eighth graders take it upon themselves to um, share that with the sixth graders. They welcome them at orientation. Um, and meet with them throughout the year in small groups so that they can get to know them and kind of bridge the gap between Hopkins and the middle school. And so they want to make them all feel welcome here. And also they take away kind of the scary stigma of big eighth graders for the sixth graders. So we meet, or the eighth graders meet with their little groups of sixth graders throughout the year and try to make it a wonderful experience for them here at HMS. Now, I know you were doing it with uh, Jeff Carney and Sarah Daniel yes. um, for for those nine years, right? Or those eight year, eight previous years, right? right? Exactly. Uh, so they both stepped down this past year, and then that's when uh, Christine entered. So Christine Brown, for those of you that don't know, is a grade six guidance counselor. So, And what interested you in this position, Christine? I think there are two things. I love how the Ignite program really helps our sixth graders transition 
into the school. And like Shannon said, it really helps with that stigma piece. Often when I go down and I visit the fifth graders getting ready to transition them up here, they're talking about how scary the middle school feels and particularly the eighth graders. Yeah. And so when they are able to come in here and see the eighth graders as people that they can go to and they can get support from and those eighth graders are building the friendships with the sixth graders, I think it really helps ease that transition. And the other piece I love is I love seeing how kids that I've previously worked with in the sixth grade have grown and matured and become these leaders in our community in the eighth grade. And I didn't think about this until just now as you were talking, but um, it's, it's pretty nice that we have you working with a sixth grade, Shannon, you teach seventh grade, right. and then Sabrina teaches eighth grade, so we have uh, the, the three Ignite leaders, you probably have thought about this before, but I, it just dawned <laughs> on me, uh, are all are working with them, and so the seventh graders, you kind of, kind of see the, you have the opportunity to see students that um, are kind of butting into that Ignite leader role, right. and that uh, need a little encouragement, or, or what have you, and, and uh, so that's, that's we're nicely positioned uh, yes. to, do that, yes. to do that. I do think the program, too, um, really does benefit the entire school. The sixth graders are obviously directly benefiting from the program. The seventh graders are kind of grooming themselves to get ready for the application process. And then the eighth graders are serving as leaders in the school. So it's a wonderful addition. Yeah, right. So that's that's really important. Like whenever we put people in leadership positions, um, it, they're helping the people that they're leading, but also they're they're gaining those. So talk to us a little bit uh, about what that looks like, what the preparation is for those eighth grade Ignite leaders and what, what you do with them. Because they're here for a full week, right? They are, yep. So we meet with them the week before school starts. So they give up a little bit of their summer to come in and learn some things about leadership and also um, to prepare to lead the sixth grade orientation on that Thursday before school starts. So on Monday and Tuesday, we do a pretty extensive training with them on leadership skills and also on the activities that they will be running during orientation. On Wednesday, they come up and sort of set up their space, they decorate, they set the classrooms up. Some of the Ignite leaders also meet with new students who come in on that day for the new student orientation. And then on Thursday, if we've done a good job, the eighth graders lead the orientation and all we do is pretty much walk around and make sure everything's going well. So it really becomes a student-led program by even by that Thursday. Um, they are pretty much doing everything with us, just kind of helping facilitate from the background. So it's pretty special. And having been here for uh, a number of years, <clears throat> this being my 10th year, um, I have the opportunity to see some of that, see some of the um, coaching that you do in that week prior um, and the excitement on the day that the sixth graders arrive. It is, and I hear it every year from parents, like they are nervous about their children, their children are nervous, and it seems like so much of that uh, anxiety uh, just goes away uh, on that Thursday right before school starts. Yeah. I know that's a lot of work. It requires the kids to come in for you know a week prior and it requires the, the three of you to, to be in here as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate your efforts in that regard. Um, and then Christine, can you talk a little bit about, uh, so this is your first year going through it. So there's, um, I know there's a lot of students who want to be Ignite leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately I know that every year some kids don't make the cut. But tell us a little bit about what it is you're looking for in Ignite leaders, how they apply you were part of that process, right, or were you not? I was part of the interview process. Okay, all right, so, so yeah, let's hear about that. So every year, so the Ignite leaders, um, or kids who want to apply for it to be Ignite leaders, go through a process um, where they fill out an application and they write an essay, and then they also go through an interview with 
teachers at the school. And I think for myself, when I'm conducting interviews, we have a list of questions that we ask for the kids, but I'm also looking for a particular level of energy. And I'm not necessarily looking for the most energetic kid, but somebody who exudes positivity, somebody who talks about wanting to support and encourage and really comes from that mindset of helping others as opposed to just having the label of being Ignite Leader, that, mm. they, and that they're really going to embody the idea behind the program. And I think every year, whoever is doing the selection at that point in time does a really good job in making sure that those are the kids who really are the ones that, that are get brought forward to play that role. And I like that word, the program, right? Because I think that uh, I think it's easy to look at this as just orientation, as just that week before school starts. Um, but um, knowing that you've done a lot of work over the years to make it more than just that, can you talk about some of the things that we're going to see over the course of the year? Eighth graders working with the sixth graders. Sure. So um, the eighth graders meet with their sixth graders once a month. In addition to that, they also. Um, do some other special things. So they volunteer at the sixth grade kids' night out programs. Um, before the sixth graders go to nature's classroom, the eighth graders get together and write handwritten letters to all of their kids in their Ignite group. Um, and then in the spring, our big program is um, Homeroom Challenge. Homeroom challenge. Um, so they have a homeroom challenge just for sixth grade where the homerooms come together and compete in some silly challenges just for bragging rights. Um, it's a really fun night and the kids really get a lot out of it. And again, the Ignite leaders come together voluntarily to plan this mm -hmm. big fun night for the sixth graders just to help them celebrate and have a fun time as sixth graders. So lots of different things that the Ignite leaders are involved with. They also volunteer in, at lots of events at the school and, um, and with the sixth graders as well. So I can see why energy is, is an important mm -hmm. factor that you're looking for because yes. it does require a lot of energy. Uh, both in terms of throughout the year and having the students continue mm -hmm. uh, the momentum that starts on that on those first couple days, but also just in terms of uh, when the kids are welcomed in on that orientation, kids' night out, homeroom challenge. Those are, are big events that uh, get kind of loud. Yeah, they get very loud. <laughs> yeah. We pride ourselves on being loud. <laughs> well, you, you do a nice job with that. Uh, well, so I want to thank you both for being here today. I, I think that Ignite plays such a pivotal role in the success uh, and the positive vibe that uh, uh, plays a role in Hockerton Middle School. So thank you for all that you do. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Now, from my perspective, the things that Ignite brings to the school, to our sixth grade students, are, are remarkable and really kick off the school year and continue them on such a positive note. Speaking of positivity, uh, our next interview is with Danielle Karen and Karen Ford, two of our new teachers who happen to be in both grade seven and both English teachers. Both are experienced teachers. Uh, both come to us with a lot of experience, and uh, they have a lot to say about uh, what Hopkins and Middle School uh, means to them and why they're interested in coming here and, and how they've been able to start uh, successfully. Thank you so much for being here. We're joined by Miss Danielle Karen and Mrs. Karen Ford, both new teachers to Hopkinton Middle School this year and both teaching seventh grade English. Uh, not new teachers, however. Um, you both taught in other places before. Um, not that you need to know that. I think you're well aware. Um, but speaking of your background, I just wondered if you could give us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, tell us um, what you were doing prior to this and a little, some, maybe some interesting facts. So, um, Karen, can we get started with you? Sure. So um, 
I originally started working as a social worker. So I was a social worker for several years. And then I stayed home with my kids when they were little. And then I um, worked at, um, I went back to school, got my teaching degree for it to be an English teacher because it combined both of my sort of passions, working with children and English teaching, reading um, and writing. So now I started working I actually was mentored by the famous Ann Ben Benick. I'm not sure <laughs> if you guys know her, but never heard of her. No. Yeah, she's excellent. She was an incredible mentor, and I always thought I would love to work again with her. Um, so I worked at St. Bridget's School, and then I worked at Annie Sullivan School and Franklin, and then when this job came up, I applied so I could work with Ann again. <laughs> Yeah, she's a previous podcast guest. Um, and yes, so she was really excited about being on the podcast. It's an exciting time. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of being on the podcast, it, obviously you can see that you have a strained voice. I know that you're sick, so thank you for joining us and appreciate you uh, being part of it. And thank you also, Danielle, for being here. So let's hear a little bit about your background. No problem. Thanks for the introduction. Um, I don't have a cool story about Anne, at least <laughs> that cool of a story, but... It is kind of ironic. Um, I'm coming from New Bedford, Massachusetts, which is really far away if you think about it. Um, I saw that this job came up and Hopkinton has a reputation like no other. So I was actually encouraged by all of my colleagues to apply to see what was out there. Um, and it turns out that one of him, one of my colleagues, Jeff, uh, is actually a longtime friend of Anne's. So it was kind of a small world situation from f feeling pretty far away. Um, I graduated from Bridgewater State in 2015, where I went to specifically pursue English teaching. Um, I fell in love with middle school because they're just the quirkiest, strangest humans you could ever meet. And I love that because I am too. Um, and I've been teaching for five years, all of which at Old Rochester, which is next to the town I grew up in, in Fairhaven. You've probably never heard of it, but it's close to Cape Cod. And um, when you don't find me in a classroom, you can find me at the beach pretty much all the time. So. Nice. Good. Yeah. Um, so both have, I, you know, just as we often do, right, when we're listening to something or someone, we find ways that we connect. And so I, I was a career changer, similar to uh, what you mentioned, Karen and uh, Danielle. I had uh, an experience. So you mentioned um, you, you went to, to middle school. Were you originally pursuing something different? Um, originally, I thought high school because I was just so passionate about English and, and teaching that subject area. And then I realized that there's such a better opportunity for that in middle school where they're still really excited about finding that one book that's going to just click for them. And it resonated with me because that was me in eighth grade. It was Ray Bradbury. I fell in love with it. So, um, yeah, I kind of got back to my roots unintentionally and I wouldn't trade it. It's been great. So how did you, like, so you wanted to do high school. Was there something that, was there a specific situation that occurred? Like, did you? Um, I started just observing in okay. different schools, and I found that those were the stories I wanted to come home and talk about yeah. was in a middle school setting. You know, high school was great. I liked the curriculum. Elementary school scared me to death because the playground's a death trap, and it was just, it was just very intimidating. But um, middle school was, like, the perfect combination. I could still have fun, and... Um, they were still so new to it that it became new to me all mm -hmm. over again when I was teaching. So and they still get some of your jokes, maybe. Yeah, the sarcasm yeah. tends to fly right over, but yeah. we're gonna work on it. Yeah. It's, you know, we have time. 
Yeah, I, I so I wanted to do high school as well, um, and then I went and observed a very gifted middle school teacher, and that was the thing that really convinced me because he just was able to bring the kids along with him. And then there's definitely some uh, talented high school teachers that can do the same thing, but I felt it was it was better for me. And so Karen, uh, so you mentioned your, your two passions, right? The kids and the and the and so what was the second passion? Sorry, English, the, like reading, the English, writing, right, right, right. reading, yes. like yeah. reading. And so was that immediate? Like, was there something that immediately you immediately said, teaching is what I want to do? Or, like, how did you find it after social work? So after social work, I stayed home with my own children, who, by the way, went to Hopkinton and had a lovely time. Um, and they um, then when I was getting back into working when Gracie was, I think, like four, I started substitute teaching because that was sort of when I could get there um and then I realized I'm like why don't I do that and my husband was like yeah that's silly that you don't so I always you know coached and I was just always involved with with children and he's yeah. like it's absolutely silly that you're not a teacher why aren't <laughs> you so we you know made it work it was a challenge to get back to school at that time but but here you are yeah and your license five through eight and um, how did you how did you land on middle school um through you know the in the classroom when I was doing um, K through eight I was doing a lot of um, elementary school substituting and I would come home exhausted just done absolutely done but I find when I'm with the middle school I energized I've had these conversations that are like whoa and they're yeah, still getting things for for the first time and there's a the relationship building mm-hmm. which is something that's really important to me is still really really strong they're not just wanting me for you know what I know it's also they they want to create a relationship and then you know sort of move on from there and I love that yeah. about middle school and do you have friends colleagues family that think that you're crazy for teaching middle oh, school yeah. yes yeah. yes I always get the of, I can't believe you teach middle school. (laughs) How do you do that? And I don't know. So as a social worker, one of the um, sort of things that you you hear, because I worked also with adolescents when I was a social worker, and one of the things that they say is you, you work with the population where you stopped developing. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I was like, oh, okay. So I always kind of counter with that. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm like still a seventh grade girl. I have no idea. Well, this, uh, this is like a whole other episode. That <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we, we have to come back. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I have the same, the same, I hear the same things. And I, and I feel the same way. Like, I feel energized. And, I, and I've always had people say, so are you going to move on to high school? Like, now that you kind of graduate from middle school. And, and I think it's really important for people to know that the people here love being with this age group and are energized by it. And there's, of course, all these kind of cliches and things that we hear about the, this age. And there's no doubt it's a tough age. And the research shows it's one of the most, if not the most challenging growth period other than birth. And at least when children are um, are young, they're not witnessing their own development. Whereas when right. they're 12, 13, and 14, they're seeing these changes. So... Um, I think that's always really important to emphasize to people, and I appreciate all that you're doing to to make this a welcoming place, and in particular, grade seven, which is kind of like that, the middle of the middle. The mecca. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how about some highlights so far from the first uh, several weeks that we've been here? I have to say it's extremely welcoming. Like, it, even, like, right after I got hired, I, I'm, like, going to go, like, way back until, like, last March. April, yeah. Yeah, I 
I got emails from all of the people who are on my interview committee, and they were saying, like, if there's anything we can do to make this transition for you easier, like, all of the teachers are so welcoming, and, like, above and beyond what I would expect, honestly. And the kids are, I mean, it's, I feel like it's almost like it's, like, coming home. And, I, and it's that's not just because I live in Hopkinton. It's not just because my kids are in Hopkinton. I feel like I just fit right in. It was very seamless. And, peop, and that's because of all of the effort that everybody's making to make me feel that way. I'm just filled with gratitude for that. Yeah, and um, I mean, to piggyback off of that, you know, one of our goals is to make the school environment feel safe and welcoming and safety kind of gets skewed to just be that you know making sure that we're protected but it really is just about feeling safe to take risks Mm. and I haven't felt that in a little while Um, so being able to come in and again be so welcomed and so supported and have so many resources to just dive back in to a brand new curriculum I mean I everything that we're teaching this year is is new to me in terms of the content and I don't really feel depleted or exhausted trying to recreate things. I feel energized about it again, and I think that's because there's an excitement factor, and you just feel it walking through these hallways. It's from the kids, it's from the staff, and it's genuine. And I think that's very unique to Hopkinton and the reason why it has such a great reputation and where I gravitated here, you know? That's great. So I feel like there's two follow-ups. The first is to see if you still feel that same energy in January. (laughs) Uh, And then also for us to explore a little bit about where our development uh, shut down, uh, right, in in middle school. Um, We might want to touch on that in January. (laughs) We can do that. Perfect. Uh, Danielle, Karen, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for all that you're doing for our kids and for our families. And it's it's really, it's great to have you as part of our staff. Thank you for creating the environment. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks. I feel very fortunate to um, be able to attract and ultimately hire outstanding teachers, and that's uh, a tremendous thing. People always talk about Hopkinton and the appeal that Hopkinton has, um, and so it's it really makes my job uh, so much easier to be able to find teachers like Karen Ford and like Daniel Karen. Uh, their incitement, enthusiasm, what we see happening in their classrooms uh, are great, and especially as I talk about grade seven, I think all grades at the middle school are crucial. Um, grade seven just happens to be in the middle of the middle, and so it's really really awesome to have their excitement and enthusiasm uh, as part of our team. Speaking of positivity, we're going to wrap up this episode of the podcast with uh, talking to a student from Southboro who had approached me last year about a program she and her sister wanted to bring. So thank you so much for being here today, Sia. Um, I am really excited to have an opportunity to talk to you. Uh, it's rare that I have a student that's um, not in at Hopkinson Middle School uh, to join us, but the thing that you're doing is so impressive that I wanted to take some time to hear about it, um, talk about uh, what brought you to Hopkinson Middle School to, to run this program, uh, all kinds of things. So let's just start. Uh, I guess if you could just define for parents who are listening and anybody that's listening, what is Give Back with a Snack? Um, So Give Back with a Snack is a program in which we strive to do two things that are help people in need while conserving food waste 
um, or conserving food. And so basically, um, a clean crate is placed in the cafeteria, and any students who have non-perishable items that they don't want or they were, are going to throw away, um, instead of doing that, they can put it um, in the give back with the snack bin. And then um, every one or two weeks, um, all of the snacks in the bin that would have been thrown away get donated to the food pantry. That's amazing. And as you well know, uh, we started here at Hopkinton Middle School, uh, I think, 12 days ago. Um, and we've gotten an overwhelming support, uh, overwhelming response, I should say. Uh, you've given overwhelming support. As you know, we started talking about this last school year mm-hmm. uh, and then just kind of felt in talking it through that it made sense to wait until the beginning of the school year. We could have a, an official launch. Um, so, so many snacks uh, have have. have we've prevented from going into into the trash. And so I'm really excited. So uh, I know your sister couldn't be here today, but so tell us about how you and Simi uh, thought this up and started it. Like, what was that? How did that all start from, like, you know, the idea to where we are right now? Yeah. So like you said, my sister couldn't be here today because she has field hockey. But um, so from a young age, our parents grew up in developing countries. So we were always taught to make sure we don't waste our food and always um, conserve it. So in fifth grade, we started noticing that a lot of students would, they would take like a granola bar or a bag of chips and they would open it and eat like a very small amount. And then they would just throw the rest away. And from visiting rural places like Africa, we knew that this wasn't right because there were many people out there that, um, didn't have enough food. Um, so that's how we came up with the idea. So you started in your, your elementary school. Yeah. You then brought it to your middle school, yeah. right? Uh, and then, so where else would we find Give Back with a Snack right now? So right now, Give Back with a Snack is at five schools, and we're in the process of implementing it at a couple more. And so it's in Grafton Elementary and Middle School, Gra- um, Grafton Middle School, Hopkinton Middle School, and um, Northborough Middle School. Nice. And are you looking to continue to expand? Are you kind of at, at capacity right now? Yeah. Um, no, well, we definitely want to expand it more because it's spreading the good cause. Yeah. Well, so I, I want to obviously compliment your parents for teaching you that lesson. So do you go to nature's classroom in, in yeah. what, so, what grade? Are you in sixth grade when you do that? Yeah. So you even started this before you went to nature's classroom. Um, one of the things, our sixth graders go to nature's classroom. Um, and that's one of the big lessons, as you mm-hmm. well know, is not is reducing food waste. Uh, and so that's one thing that we always talk about when we go to nature's classroom. Um, and I think we do a really good job when we're there. I'm not so sure how much, um, and we've always talked about how do we keep these lessons going uh, after we leave nature's classroom. And so I feel like this is really one of those big, powerful ways that we can say, here's something that we learned, and here's a, a way that we can and give back. And the thing in working with both of you, uh, first, you were really patient with me because it took a long <laughs> time for me to get back to you at some point. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and, and secondly, um, really flexible. So I know that you've, you're working with different charity organizations, right, in in, um, in Northborough and Southborough? Yeah. Who are you working with there, if you don't mind? Um, so in South, I mean, in um, Grafton, we're working with um, their local, like, Food, food pantry, yeah. yeah, and same thing in Southborough and Northborough, and then here um, we're working with Project Just Because. Oh, you have such a good yeah. memory. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we are working with Project Just Because. 
Uh, and and that's one of the things that we talked about at the beginning. And you were uh, certainly open to that. I know Project Just Because is really thankful. Uh, we were a- actually able to interview the president of Project Just Because last season, Cheryl Ann Lambert Walsh. And so she's really excited to have this additional stream of, of snacks coming in. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for all the effort that you've put forth both in terms of getting this off the ground, coming up and knowing our school colors and putting together a crate that um, that, that really fits in nicely in our cafeteria. So, uh, and thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for having of me. Of course. As you can hear, there's a lot of exciting things happening as we begin the 2019-2020 school year. We heard from uh, two new teachers in this episode. We'll hear from, from another new teacher in November. Um, we've got our back to school nights that we've all have all happened. It's been lovely to meet uh, so many parents to see so many parents come and be in their children's classrooms and have an opportunity to meet them. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the In the Middle podcast. I look forward to hearing your feedback and to speaking to you in November. 